This is a Rooster Teeth production. January 2022. Oscar Moreno Ricardo is arrested by authorities in Colombia. Authorities say the former speedboat driver has devoted the last 20 years to building some of the most ingenious vehicles in the world, narco subs. We're going to learn all about them in this week's episode. I'm Charlotte. I'm Patrick. I'm Brian. Ahoy and welcome aboard Ship Hits the Fan, a podcast about some of history's most notable uh-ohs and whoopsies on the high seas, or slightly below them. Yeah. If we sound a little different today, we are recording from home, so apologies for that in advance, but we should, we should be fine, right? I apologize for nothing. Okay. <laughs> Never mind, then. You, you'll, you'll deal with it. We put it in your, in your RSS feed and you be happy. Get your one-star reviews ready to comment about the audio quality. Yes. Please. I, I will also say that this episode, a little different than, than our usual stuff, but I'm really excited nonetheless. Maybe because it's yeah. different. Maybe you'll learn something. It's a fun one. It was definitely fun to write. Yeah, and it goes some, some really fascinating places. Also, you know what? Rate the show, review the show, tell your friends about the show. Uh, at Ship Hits Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We've got plans. We got plans, so stay tuned. Okay, did you know? I bet you didn't know. Know that cartels and drug traffickers are balanced on the bleeding edge. Jungle-constructed vessels peaking just above the water, a line ferrying ton after ton, painted sky blue, making fortunes, risking it all. Just so the most annoying people in the bar you're in can hog the only bathroom for 20 minutes and come out the other side even more annoying. Technology! Progress! <laughs> That was There's great. that. That was the best <laughs> intro. Yep, you perfectly described drug use. <laughs> it's just Perfect. it's just amazing Mwah. seeing like Cold War-esque like espionage and like uh subterfuge to deliver just good vibes to 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 just people in LA and New York. Not just LA and New York, but you know what I mean. I think the phrase narco subs alone lets you know who's winning the war on drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those two words point. together drugs have invented new submarine technology <laughs> yeah right they're using water power so let's get into it we don't know a lot about oscar moreno ricardo's background but here's what we've got authorities say he started as a speedboat driver then in 2005 he made a career change all thanks to the itt and technical institute um, at that <laughs> Full Sail University has degree programs in narco sub manufacturing. You too can provide for your family with backyard constructed underwater vehicles. Um, anyway, at that point in 2005, Moreno Ricardo started running drugs out of the country for Colombian armed guerrilla groups, as well as for the new generation Jalisco cartel in Mexico. Prosecutors said he later coordinated shipments for Mexican cartels and Colombian armed groups. About five years ago, Moreno Ricardo allegedly started manufacturing semi-submersibles that carried as much as five tons of cocaine and were dispatched to Central America, earning him the nickname the King of Narco Submarines, according to prosecutors. Yes. Yes. And for some background, when we say he was a speedboat driver and then started running drugs, Though that's a very old school way to run drugs. They call them go fast boats. And it's basically you just put them on a really fast boat 
to outrun the law. Like that, that was, that was the old way to do things. And so obviously that's what he was mixed up in. You're hoping that they don't see you, but if they do see you, you're so fast that they can't do anything about it. (laughs) Yes. It's the water equivalent of like moonshine runners and their souped up cars in prohibition. Okay, yeah. He's he's just sitting up late at night in 2005. Go Fast Boat is on a piece of paper, and he's going, I just can't figure it out. And then he crosses out fast and writes, underwater. Like, <laughs> go I got underwater it. Boat. I got to go underwater boat. <laughs> <laughs> sort of underwater. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about these subs. They are fascinating. We have touched on them on this show before in an honorable mention. That same sub will come up later. Uh, so let's learn more about these subs that Moreno Ricardo was accused of making. A lot of allegedly and, and uh, accused. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll keep, we'll keep that in mind. We don't want to mess with his criminal defense here. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not sure if he's much into podcasts, but if he is, um, let's hope he's listening to, I don't know, Comedy Bang. Something bang. else. Yeah. yeah. So-called narco subs are stealth vessels that smugglers use to discreetly move tons of cocaine, tons literally, Uh, marijuana, heroin, and cash, cash money. Uh, The vessels are cobbled together, typically sometimes with tops painted to look like the sky and with noise mufflers. They cruise just below the water's surface, hoping to stay out of sight of the Coast Guard, Naval Forces, and International Drug Enforcement agents. Damn. Yeah, they don't get spotted by radar and their fiberglass bodies help the subs evade sonar. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. It's crudely made, but ingenious. Yeah. Like building a sub seems hard, but if you have a sub, that seems like the way to go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tough barrier to entry, but I promise you it's worth it. <laughs> this feels like selling people on e-bikes. I yeah. know it's an investment, but the money you'll save on gas and prison time is unprecedented. <laughs> e-bikes and solar panels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Robert J. Bunker, senior fellow at the magazine Small Wars Journal, told the New York Post, hundreds of these vessels have been built over the last three decades with likely dozens of narco subs operating at any one time. Hundreds of tons of cocaine is transported from Latin America up to Central America and Mexico each year using this method. And while arrests can result in big hauls of drugs and contraband, it only puts a dent in the overall traffic, with some estimates that only 14% of narco subs are apprehended. Oh, how do they even get that number? I don't know. I, <laughs> this I feel like they have up. no idea how much is out there. They're probably giving themselves too much credit. Yeah, we got to give the bosses something. Uh, uh, 14%. <laughs> How's four? Everyone yeah. good with 14%? How many have we caught? Six? Okay. And then we carry that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 14% sounds good. <laughs> this feels like how we manufactured like our, our victory casualty lists in the Vietnam War. Like, well, just, just mark a couple hundred more down. Yeah. Another, another war that it was going really well for the U.S. <laughs> right. The, the route typically, at least on this side of the, the globe, it's typically from like Colombia up to Central America, typically they they would never go to like the American mainland. Like nobody's kind of that crazy, but yeah, it's basically to run it up through Central America. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and there's a good reason that we'll touch on later why it's so hard to catch these things in route. Well, I mean, we'll specify, but effectively they cut down on needless trips. So when did the love affair between drug smugglers and submarines start? Well, it happened decades ago. 
Drug traffickers have been experimenting with submarines dating back to the mid-1990s. In 1995, an emigre from the former Soviet Union was arrested in Miami after trying to broker the sale of an old <laughs> Soviet sub from the Russian mafia to cartels in Colombia. I love, like, I love when the Soviet Union fell. It was just like all that military stuff just disappeared. Like, <laughs> that emigre's name was Steven Seagal. <laughs> Putin. There's so much like high level Soviet military equipment just out there. Yeah. Just floating. Just people selling it, selling it on the backs of trucks. Yeah. In the Mersk, Alabama episode, we talked about the Somali pirates that got on board a ship that they uh, hijacked and found tons of Soviet era tanks underneath. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. like, where did they come from? Where were they going? It's literally, it was just like, felt whoever could like, store it it just became whoever found it and could store it and figure out a way to sell it it just became theirs yeah because yeah. there's all this like soviet era cold war you know military stuff that is just it's still in use and it's all over now yeah yeah it felt kind of like when machinima ended just grabbing computers <laughs> and laptops <laughs> we didn't we didn't we were too too well behaved and we've been kicking ourselves ever since mm-hmm that's that's so funny. It's a Soviet sub in the water next to the Queen Mary, right? Or a Russian sub, at least. Don't. Rem I think so. I'm pretty sure. I mean, all I can say for sure is that it is in bad shape. Yeah. If you're in the South Bay and want to see an old submarine. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Anyway, a few years after this uh, attempted sale of a Soviet era sub in 2000, Colombian police found a half built hundred foot long submarine capable of carrying two hundred tons of cocaine. The sub was found in a warehouse in a suburb of Bogota, and Russian documents were also found scattered in the warehouse. <laughs> okay. Just general Russian documents. Uh, those those are just uh, grocery documents. Lists. Yeah. yeah. Like you find in Colombia. Living yeah, wills. Yeah. You know, normal, it's all normal. normal it's all normal. I could, I, I'm sure that if I turned around in my chair right now, I could reach out with my eyes closed and touch a Russian document. Of course. Warranty info for that fridge they bought last year. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To keep their drinks cool while they're working on their 200 ton cocaine submersible. <laughs> that is insane. A hundred feet. Yeah. Well, half built. So 50 feet. <laughs> uh, by 2006, narco subs really got on the U.S. government's radar after an infamous incident. It happened when the Coast Guard spotted a blur about 100 miles off the coast of Costa Rica. What is that? <laughs> well, I mean, wait. it does get a really funny name. I think it's water. How do you spot a blur in the water? Water is already kind of blurry. I know. I mean, what did you see? At best, sir, I could say it's a blur. It's like know. someone is censoring the water. <laughs> Maybe they had a dirty lens on their binoculars. The water is in a feud with Oasis, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. Yeah, they're going to play a soccer match together. It's going to suck. <laughs> I do not get the reference. Anyway, <laughs> at first they saw what looked like three snorkels poking up out of the water. They ended up discovering that it was a homemade submarine carrying four men, an AK-47, and three tons of cocaine. They also discovered that their Coast Guard spotter needed glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Another blur, sir. <laughs> the 49-foot-long homemade sub was confiscated by U.S. authorities and later nicknamed Bigfoot. Cool. 
Yeah, they like have it up on blocks outside. I forget some some. Uh, I don't know if it's the Coast Guard's office or what, but you can see a picture of it. They're they're very proud. They love confiscating things. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Bet, imagine imagine that day. The photographer comes in for the, the publicity oh. shots. You get to pose next to all the the cash and the sub. Dope on the table. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> that one picture where it's like one bag of grass and like. Twenty dollars in cash. You know what I'm talking about? Where they confiscated it? Yes, yes, I do. We found a hardcore dealer. My God, yeah, they really do have it displayed. That is so stupid. It looks really professional, though. All things considered. I mean, I would display that sub too. Yeah, I mean, I would have it up in my front yard. Yeah, no shade, and they gave it a cool name. Yeah, yeah, and you get tons of coke with it too. Win-win. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's talk about. How these subs are made and how much or how little they can cost. These subs can be made for as little as $500,000 each and assembled in fewer than 90 days. And they oh. are thought to carry nearly 30% of Colombia's total cocaine exports. There's Damn. another number. Yeah, I'm <laughs> and like when we're talking about international drug trade, 500000 is not a lot of money. No. Compared to what you're making off tons of cocaine. No, yes, that, that is, is a drop nothing. in the barrel. That is like pennies. Yeah. Also, I don't I don't know how much a submarine costs or how long it takes to assemble, but I'm I'm gonna say that that's probably a steal. Yeah, that seems that seems low for a sub. Well, unfortunately not too low because these subs are not fully submersible. Well, they're usually not. Building a fully submersible submarine is usually too complicated, and it's too big of a project to keep hidden from the eyes of authorities. Well, it seems simple. Just build it underwater. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drain, drain the water out when you're done. Yeah. I've done that in Minecraft before. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough, even in Minecraft. But a semi-submersible sub, which remains partially above the surface, is much easier to build, and it's smaller than a proper sub. But it can still carry about five times as much cocaine as a regular fishing ship. I love that stat. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's put as much coke on this ship and then just multiply it. I'm sure they have stuffed cocaine in like any, every kind of vehicle imaginable. Oh, 100%. Has been used oh, to yeah. bury cocaine. Yeah. Lining the panels, putting it in like tackle boxes, stuffing a yeah, bass full of it. Totally. A living bass. bass. <laughs> I don't know. Sea bass. What do you, you want? can't carry much, but it's reliable. <laughs> also, the fish is having the trip of a lifetime. Oh, yeah. And when it gets back to the ocean, it will not shut up to all. <laughs> it has so many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it wants to start a band. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's so easy. You play guitar, right? And I can sing. I can learn how to sing. <laughs> oh, you can't play the bass. That's okay. You can learn. I'll teach you three chords. That's fine. I'm a bass. I'm a bass. I'm a bass. I love you guys. <laughs> Does anyone is anyone hungry? Let's go to Fogo. Um, okay. Well, now you've you've never never mind. What? They wouldn't be hungry. They wouldn't be hungry. No, no. Okay. You've totally broken my immersion. I'm so sorry. Let's get back to the episode. This is really uncalled for. These semi-submersible subs are typically called low-profile vessels (LPV), and this is because it doesn't fully submerge. Instead, it rides extremely low in the water, which makes it very hard to see. Low profile. I mean, yeah, you you paint that blue and just float right on the surface. Yeah, no one's all you're seeing is a blur. 
I love that it's painted blue. It, it's so obvious. It makes sense, but it's like a four-year-old designed it. I know. I, love I know. That yeah. That, it's so the funniest simple. thing is that that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Yeah. They only catch 14% of them. It obviously <laughs> works. Which probably means 2%. Yeah. Which probably means 1%. Yeah. Every minute. If they're over a decimal point, they're happy. Yes. Yeah. And we'll get to it, but they are making a lot of money off of these. U.S. Rear Admiral Joseph Nimich said the rise of semi-subs has been traced to two unidentified men, a Pakistani and a Sri Lankan. In early 2006, the two men allegedly provided plans to the Colombians for building semi-subs quickly, stealthily, and out of cheap, commonly available materials. Most narco subs are built in artisan boatyards hacked out of the dense forest along Colombia's Pacific coast, which provides great cover for the improvised workspaces. What? It's so sophisticated. It's, it's wild. Typically, criminals will bring in 15 or 20 laborers to build a sub, and they'll remain on site for the duration of the entire job. They set up a campsite in the dense brush, relying on generators for electricity, and they'll make the ships by hand. Oh, it's like summer camp. Hanging out. Kind of, yeah. With your buds, making a submarine. It does seem kind of fun. I mean, maybe not for those guys, but I don't know. Making something, get a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, I think I'd, <laughs> had tr- I think I'd have trouble with the humidity. Yes, me too. Uh, and the true. bugs. Yeah. yeah. You know, my hair would be a disaster. But I could make a hell of a sub, I'm sure, if given the opportunity. The guy with an AK watching your every move. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, this reminds me of Better Call Saul when they're making Gustavo Fring's like cocaine. I was thinking the same thing. You know, when they brought all those Germans in to make that underground uh, 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 meth lab. Mm -hmm. The meth caves. Yeah. That was a good arc. Anyway, the subs are typically improvised from boats or their parts and they're waterproofed with the engines inside. The subs are also painted in ocean colors so that they are difficult to detect. They're hermetically sealed, contain diesel or electric engines, and are either self-propelled or carry people who help ensure the drugs get to their destinations. Self- self-propelled? That's smart. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. I promise you this. A New York Times reporter asked Nimich if he was impressed by the craftsmanship of the narco subs, and the rear admiral responded, You ever try to build something in your backyard? They're building these in the jungles. It's like, yeah, you idiot. This is so, this is incredibly impressive. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are you asking? Like why comparison. are you even asking me this? This is crazy. Get your nose out of the books. Go build something, you dweeb. <laughs> You've never done anything with your hands. Have you ever tried to build a chair? How hard just that is. They're building yeah. a submarine. In the middle of the jungle. The completed subs are crewed by two to four men who are usually recruited from area fishing communities. The ships can reach Central America in two or three days, and crew members can earn up to $50,000 for a long voyage. Dang. I'll take it. That's good money anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice little scratch on the side. And if they're discovered by naval patrols, authorities say the crew will open valves to let water in and sink the vessel before jumping into the water, which I'm (laughs) sure will go over with the people in charge. Help! My boat sank! (laughs) What's in it? Uh, never Nothing. mind. I, I don't have a boat. Fishing supplies. <laughs> Normal stuff. We're training for an Ironman triathlon. That's why we're three miles out in open water swimming. <laughs> <laughs> With an AK-47. Yeah. We found this. 
<laughs> I think it's some kind of crab. Guys, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> Whoa. So I was going for one of my super swims and I found a narco sub. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Oh my God. I'm so glad you guys are here. Genuinely. <laughs> Do you want to go to Fogo? I'm super hungry from treading water. This is like my kid when I catch him up at like midnight, like mm-hmm. sneaking into the kitchen. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. But Brian. Hi. He calls you Brian. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The popularity of narco subs has increased over the last few years too. Mario Pasmino, former chief of intelligence at the Ecuador Army, told USA Today that in the last decade, the submersible's production has increased due to great interest by criminal organizations. We're probably not helping by uh, talking about it here. It sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're part of a criminal organization and you've been considering narco subs, please at least I hope this isn't the thing that that finally sways you. This podcast, at least, don't implicate us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you are involved in the criminal production of narco subs, please reach out to us and come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah or just Ship send us pod. one. And, if you could send us one anonymously. Yeah, oh, yeah, that would be cool. We'll be at the marina between um, two and five. <laughs> yeah. Pasmino added, "Quote: They have two important characteristics. Their profile displacement on the coast makes them much less detectable due to their appearance." And large volumes of drugs can be loaded and transported quickly. And it's Colombia where the design and manufacture of the drug submarine has been perfected. This was actually, there was like a secret drug submarine featured in uh, Hitman 2, uh, Colombian level. So like, it's really seeped into popular culture. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that's just so crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know, you can imagine... You see like drug tunnels, you see stuff like that. And it's like, dang, that's really crazy. But it it makes sense. But I think the idea of just building a submarine is so crazy and foreign to anyone who doesn't build submarines. Yeah, it's so it's it's so industrious. Yeah. 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 You really don't get it unless you're part of the lifestyle. (laughs) Which we are not. We are not no submariners. We no, <laughs> just consumers, not uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of submarine media. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and nothing else. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Um... Since 2018, 111 narco submarines have been seized by Colombian authorities. Oh my God, is that really 14%? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, on average, these subs carry around 286,600 pounds of cocaine and 
1,543 pounds of marijuana. I wonder where the money is. Why that? A little extra, a little extra weed. Is that just for the trip yeah. over or what? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's like you can you can really see where the money is here. Yeah. Well, they use it to plug holes. Honest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they spring leaks. Mexico, Panama, Costa Rica, and El Salvador are the most used routes by drug traffickers. A Colombian army official told The Guardian, quote, it is much easier to move a ton of cocaine by sea than by plane because there are more checks on freight at airports. Yeah, that, that well, checks that out. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah post, post 9-11, I bet, too, yeah. Yeah, and you're not going to take it by truck. You got all those way stations that are always closed. Yep. What's left? Submarine. My favorite, my favorite smuggle story was uh, they were talking about how they, they would build like walls to stop them, you know, like at the border, like on, uh, here, like on the southern border with Mexico. And then they just started using catapults to shoot them up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The bet. They were like, we spent all this money on a wall and they defeated us using fifth century technology. Yes. And so easily. <laughs> like there's literally yeah. nothing. Like nothing. No problem. It's Yeah. Moreno Ricardo became so good at building improvised submersibles that he became known as the Rey de los Semisumergibles, King of the Submarines, according to the Colombian government. His constructions were massive and able to carry as much as five tons of cocaine at a time. Subs like the one he built have been used in the area for more than 30 years. In 2009, an estimated 70 narco subs were constructed in the Colombian jungle for about 500K each. God. So, like, if one of those subs get through, it probably pays for all the other subs. For all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The, the profit margin is tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they do that because they do that with, like, trucks and stuff, too. They'll just send a, a ton of hundreds or whatever. And if just assuming that some of them, yeah, are going to get stopped. But yeah. most of them won't. And some of these subs are incredibly ingenious. In 2020, the Colombian Navy and the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency raided a boatyard in Colombia, and under a makeshift roof, they found a fully submersible electric submarine. Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> where, where do you get the batteries big enough for that? I don't know. It's, 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 it's outstanding. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah, is it like a converted electric like car or something? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. It was question. estimated to have cost $1.5 million to build, and it had the capacity to carry six metric tons of cocaine, which was worth around $120 million. Yeah. Yeah, so less than 1% is the cost of building the sub out of what you're going to make. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Brian wrote about this. The sub used batteries to power its two electric motors, and the batteries were massive together weighing around 10 tons, which gave it an estimated endurance of 12 hours that gave it a range of about 32 nautical miles. Oh, so not like super far, but if you're like right on the border. Right, but they don't have to get that far. No, yeah. yeah. for like clutch points, uh, choke points where like there's a lot of checks and uh, in authorities. You but know, then you, you just need to hop around it. You have to find a charger. <laughs> hey, do you have a USB-C? And an outlet that I can use. <laughs> they get to park at that one spot in the library. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yes, exactly. The use of subs to move drugs is popular off the Pacific coast, as well as in the Caribbean, where Ricardo Moreno mostly operated. In 2019, the U.S. Coast Guard released footage of officers boarding a submersible hundreds of miles off the east coast of Ecuador. 
It was carrying nearly a ton of cocaine worth a reported $232 million. And while the subs are built for relatively cheap, some can get incredibly expensive. I mean, you know, there's going to be ambition. They're going to build end. luxury end stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In 2000, Colombian officials discovered a sub called the Factativa that was 120 feet long and was intended to haul 150 tons of cocaine. Oh my God. Oof. Wow. That one's got a sting. When that one gets, when that one gets, uh, caught or yeah. captured that's got that's gotta hurt i know yeah and that's a shame because that was enough for almost enough for one night in weho <laughs> authorities think the sub was budgeted to cost upwards of 10 million dollars to construct you know those officials Damn. like shooting that video boarding it were just having a field day oh, oh my god yeah. yeah oh yeah it's like big game hunting yeah and it was nearly completed before being seized from a Colombian mechanic shop by authorities. Oh, so they hadn't even finished it yet. Yeah, unfortunately not. Or fortunately, depending on which side you're looking at it from. We are objective. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like so into the idea of these things existing. <laughs> drug bust happens and we're like, oh man. Yeah. Uh, Shoot. <laughs> it's like seeing an athlete injured before they made the league. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Even if it wasn't for your team, you just yeah. want to see him play, you know? Right. <laughs> just as a fan of the sport. Yeah. Bunker, you may remember him, told the post that the Factativa sub is the closest design we have seen to military grade. Wow. He also said that a state-of-the-art narco sub like the Factativa would have been capable of traveling from Colombia to the western coast of Africa and possibly Australia. Oof. Oh my god. Oh, like a big range. Yeah. Look, yeah. I don't care how how much how expensive it was, how big it is. I am not getting in a homemade sub to go from Colombia to Australia. No. Why not? That is you could maybe insane. talk me into going up to Mexico or something, but not sure. that far. Hell no. That is like a months-long journey in a homemade sub through just the open ocean. Just download Hell some books. No. You have a paperweight. It's, it's not happening. <laughs> Do they have iPhone chargers in there? Because that's a minimum for me. Yeah, that that's the that's the thing that'll make the difference. Yeah, I feel like being stuck on a, a vessel like that for that long leads to, leads to real, like, event horizon conditions. And you all just, mm -hmm. like, have a hellish orgy where you murder each other. Yeah, with a bunch of sweaty criminals. And yeah. tons of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, authorities have been trying to crack down on narco subs. They seized 31 of them in 2021, which was up from 23 in 2019, according to Insight Crime. In 2018, a prominent Colombian businessman named Rodrigo Pineda was accused of adapting boats to become semi-submersibles with the intent of being used by drug traffickers. Just last year, a massive bust was made when Colombian authorities seized a narco submarine in the Pacific Ocean. It was carrying 18 tons of cocaine worth $60 million. Now, if you're paying close attention, some of the math may not add up given previously mentioned measurements of cocaine and their monetary value, but admittedly we don't really know <laughs> how these things this is just this are from gauged. the articles yeah yeah, yeah this yeah. is from the articles yeah maybe it's real primo stuff i don't know yeah this one this stuff was stepped on yes exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> it wasn't made by walter white if you know what i mean yeah yeah 
But it's not just Colombian groups using these subs. They've been discovered in waters off of other South American countries, including Suriname, Brazil, Venezuela, and Guyana. Often, authorities say the subs are so profitable, they only need to be used once. Yeah, I mean, that all tracks with the, the numbers. Exactly. A source close to the Colombian military told the New York Post that traffickers' profits are so large that after a trip, they destroy the submarine because it's safer than keeping it and possibly having it found and traced back to them. And you're not going to send it back across the water empty. Right. They don't have to. Why risk it? Nah, yep. no point. Uh, outstanding. Um, unbelievable. We got another 20 being made to the jungle right now. Just, just destroy <laughs> it, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. In 2019, the first drug submarine to be intercepted in Europe was found off the coast of Galicia, Spain. It was a 72-foot-long sub from Colombia that had traveled nearly 5,000 miles before being intercepted by Spanish authorities. It was carrying more than 6,600 pounds of cocaine. Do you think that they just that the authorities just knew the whole time, just watching it, waiting? They're just like, ah, you got to admire the craftsmanship. Maybe just to see where it was going and bust the operation there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, you just let them slide. <laughs> you know, you guys have had a really rough too much respect couple for them days. To it, yeah. yeah. Via Condias. A few years later, in 2021, authorities raided a warehouse in a coastal province of Spain where a drug submarine was still in the process of being built, which you may remember as one of our honorable mentions a few episodes back. Big blue, baby. Yep. A beautiful vessel. Yeah, really, really finely crafted. Expert craftsmanship. Some criminals in Colombia are considered the leaders in what's considered the drug submarine for higher business. In December 2020, U.S. and Colombian authorities dismantled an organization that similarly specialized in the manufacture and adaptation of semi-submersibles for the trafficking of cocaine. Its customers included the ELN and Mexican cartels. In 2018, authorities in the South American country Suriname arrested several Colombian men employed to build a submarine that could export cocaine from Suriname to Europe. As for Moreno Ricardo, he's awaiting trial, but his family says he's innocent. His daughter told the Colombian radio station that her father was wrongfully arrested. She said that he's only guilty of sharing a nickname, Cachano, with the accused man. His daughter claims he's really a cattle rancher from a small Colombian town named Akandi. As always, sorry about any mispronunciations. Sorry. She said that the wanted man lives and operates in a completely different area, the Colombian coastal city of Tumaco. They just got the last name. Let him go. Just the same He's, last name. We've all been there. different guy. I, I have a different nickname. <laughs> My dad's just a cattle rancher who somehow knows a lot about submarines. It can happen <laughs> to an, anybody. He's an aficionado. He's a pre he appreciates them. He's a hobbyist. Yeah, that's like being like, oh, I see where you guys are getting this from. No, we call him El Chapo, but that's different. <laughs> it's different. Just because he speaks Russian and knows how to build a submarine, boy, that must mean he's a narco trafficker. Okay, oh, these, I get it. These Russian documents, uh, uh, who doesn't have these? <laughs> They're all over the place. They're all over the place. You can't walk around. You can't walk without stepping on a Russian document around here. Anyway, regardless of Moreno Ricardo's arrest, it doesn't seem that the apprehension will slow down the use of narco subs. And now authorities are noticing that traffickers are using new tactics like using winged torpedo-like tubes known as parasites that are fixed to the hulls of large ships. Oh my God. Smart. They like weld them onto the bottom of big ships. Oh my God. That is just, 
another level. They are also using buoyed cargo with a GPS attached, which lets them be picked up secretly at sea. Also smart. Damn, like, I just admire the ingenuity of some of this stuff. It's just, like, incredible. But we do not condone it. <laughs> Here, a ship hits the fan. No, I'm shaking my head back and forth. You, d- you would think at some point, it'd be like, all right, we figured out all of the ways to get cocaine <laughs> across international borders. No, it's going to be on satellites next. Yeah, every time it's like, no, here's a new one. And it's, and it's so simple. <laughs> Captain Victor Santos Pacheco, commander of a local Coast Guard in Colombia, summed up the situation this way to The Guardian. He said, narco trafficking is innovative. It never stops. And he's right about that because overseas narco submarine innovation has been progressing to all new heights or depths. Haha. Nice. Early in July, The Guardian reported that Spanish police had seized three underwater drones designed to transport drugs. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. These were unmanned crafts made explicitly to transport cocaine and other illicit goods. Eight people were arrested as part of a 14-month investigation, and according to the police, this is the first instance of underwater drug drones that they have encountered. Though like other subs that we've covered in here, it seems that they were not actually used yet. In a statement, they said, three unmanned water vehicles were recovered, one of them almost finished, and two still under construction. They went on to say, they were due to be delivered to French narco-traffickers to be used to transport significant quantities of cocaine. The crafts are designed in a similar fashion to the larger manned counterparts, crude, simplistic construction, and unsuspecting enough that it could likely skate by onlookers unnoticed. The group responsible had allegedly been supplying logistical aid to drug traffickers in Italy, France, Denmark, and Africa. Really just spanning the globe. Yeah, that's everywhere. Seized along with the drones was 145 kilograms of hashish, 8 kilograms of marijuana, and nearly 160,000 in euros, uh, and a number of aerial drones. Just, you know, the kind that has four rotors. Yeah, just for fun. You know what would be cool is if, is if, like, James Bond style, the sub beaches, and then rotors unfold, and it takes off, and it and flies And the sub can fly? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Each underwater drone was capable of transporting up to 200 kilograms of drugs across the Strait of Gibraltar, which even at its narrowest Gibraltar. point- Gibraltar? I think you should Gibraltar? 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 Oh my God. Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Okay. That sounds like I'm, a I've place been, in Mordor. I've been reading a lot. I've been reading a lot. My brain is tired. 200 kilograms of drugs across the plains of Gorgoroth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, I get it. Haha, ha, Charlotte's uncultured. She doesn't know how to pronounce Gibraltar. <laughs> I will take it again across the Strait of Gibraltar. There you go. <laughs> Which, even at its narrowest point, is like eight miles across. So it is amazing that these are also being built with little to no resources and secrecy and advancing despite valiant efforts by drug enforcement authorities all over the globe. And our guess is that this is not the only gang attempting this. So be on the lookout for more. uh, Look out for some sky blue drones passing you by when you're at the shore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's 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 drugs underwater. Yeah, I'm sold. It's cool. That's (laughs) my my verdict. You bought in. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, guerrilla submarine transport is extremely cool, regardless of what it's carrying. Yeah. Uh, Well, probably not human trafficking. I think that's yeah, where that, I would draw the that's, line. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, I think we can say that. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think that's reasonable. Can I get an honorable mention, Foghorn? Uh, kind of low. 
That's no. a, yeah, that's nice. nice. Husky. Yeah. Mm. Goes down easy. <laughs> There's no better way to introduce today's honorable mention than to read you this headline verbatim. Could one of you do me the honor? I, I would be honored. Alleged threesome led to 60-person brawl on Carnival Cruise. Really is a crowd. It really is a threes a crowd. You want me to take it again? Alleged threesome led to 60-person brawl on Carnival Cruise. Alleged threesome led to 60-person brawl on Carnival Cruise. And, oh boy, was it a brawl. Oh my god, there are videos. Um, out there if you want to find them. This took place aboard the Carnival Cruises Carnival Magic. Tale as old as time. Yeah, it spanned five floors and lasted an hour. <laughs> Three people. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast and Lumiere. <laughs> <laughs> Three People having sex, three people ex- experimenting, led yeah. to a five-floor, sixty-person, <laughs> one-hour-long brawl on Carnival Magic. <laughs> what Do you have to ima- imagine? You are one of you are one of the uh, fifty-seven people who did not have sex in this threesome. At some point, are you like, do you take a step back and go, what the hell are we doing? This is crazy. I wonder if it's the fighting equivalent of like a a hundred car pileup on the interstate. Like you just came up on it too fast at the end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like a break. Those videos of like a blizzard where there's ice on the road. You can't you can only see five feet in front of you and you're just smashing into a car no idea what started it at that point you're just in it and you have no choice i think it's more like they're the st- it's like a they're the storm it's like a tornado just picking up debris and because like going down the stairs five flights on, <laughs> on a moving cruise ship just picking up people as it goes along yeah who have no idea how it started or why <laughs> it started i think like when you're aboard a ship you just maybe it was cabin fever maybe they just needed something to happen i guess and it's like it's like when you're at a bar and a fight breaks out and it just gets chaotic for a second, you know, just mm-hmm. for a second or two. But this was for an hour. Then you get to talk about it, though, the rest of the night. Can you believe well, that? Yeah. Can you believe what yeah. happened? Oh, man, you should have seen the shots I got in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get to tell everyone who wasn't there how cool it was. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it started at 2 a.m. too. So 2 to 3 a.m. In international waters. <laughs> I think I could have told you. I think I could have told you that it started at 2 a.m. in international waters. <laughs> <laughs> Just based on the info I have. <laughs> yeah, it's um, well, it, it the ship returned on time. Uh, eventually, the U.S. Coast Guard was called in to escort the ship to shore. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And it went back to um, Manhattan where it docked uh, and then it was unclear in the article whether uh, arrests and uh, legal business was going to be carried out by the New Jersey or New York authorities. So it happened because another person discovered that their significant other was involved in a three-way. So yes, this person just like, (laughs) who isn't definitely not included, 
found out their significant other was in a three-way. I think we found out why they weren't included. Yeah. And here's... I, I don't think know. It takes happens. a lot of charisma to lead 60 people into battle. I think they are at, they're at dinner. or No, sorry. They're at the dance club and casino where it started. Yeah. I'm at the combination dance club casino. This person confronts one of the other people involved in the three-way, throws a punch. They duck. And oh, a person, oh, like a a person behind salute. that, uh, like an old yeah. Western. <laughs> oh, I like that. They get hit, and then it's just all out from there. And the bartender just slowly ducks behind the bar. Yeah, the piano player starts playing exactly. a little faster. Exactly, honky-tonk. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, see, my, my theory was you got your classic Eiffel Tower going on, and oh, one yeah, of the yeah. dudes accidentally touches the other dude and it's oh like, hey, i see hold up hold and then it's on it's on for so you think okay. the fourth person wasn't even involved it was just like i think there might have been fellas. a little accidental butt touching and then some oh. confusion set in and we're we're off to the races okay it could have been it's avoided spilled out simple. Into, it spilled out into the dance floor i don't know yeah it's easy you just say no homo and carry on <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I honestly, that's kind of to me sounds like the best case scenario on a cruise ship. A sixty person brawl or a threesome? It's so interesting. The brawl. It's so interesting. Like that's a story. That's way more of a story than like, yeah, we hung out with some geriatrics for two weeks. That's that's the other thing. This was on a cruise. What was the average age of these combatants? Like sixty five years old. Uh, no, it's Probably. a little younger. I've oh, I've taken okay. off from from the uh, New York Harbor in a cruise ship, and and it's an interesting spread. Okay, I can okay. see it happening. Yeah. Okay. A lot of sp- a lot of spry people, and a lot of uh, <laughs> I would say young fiery couples. Do we know if this was a themed cru- like was this the Impractical Jokers cruise? <laughs> <laughs> I think was it was this- the New Jersey the New Jersey Pride aboard aboard Carnival Magic. Okay. Wow, that would be great. <laughs> an improv cruise. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There you have one it. One of indeed. our one of our better honorable mentions, I think. Yeah, oh and one yeah. That, that was fun. one that just fell into our lap. We something just I have served learned. up on a platter. It was uh, in our DMs a few times and mm-hmm. it, it filled me with a lot of joy. This was one my mom sent me and I said, Oh, believe me, we'll be talking about it. <laughs> it's important. It's important work. This is like on par with the discovery of the endurance and the Gloucester. Yes. Yes. Really amazing stuff. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Of course, follow the socials, uh, rate and review. Please tell people about the show. Put it on in the car. I don't care if uh, you're driving or not. Make them listen. Strong arm them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Us out. we'll see you next week. Yeah. May your bones bleach in these sands. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.